joined by my co-host as usual, uh, King's author, Jason Coldline. I am your host today for today, Trey Hill. And today, uh, what is the stoner topic that you came up with to start? Or actually, before we get into it, I, you said you haven't had a chance to partake. Yeah, uh, opening, opening, opening smoke. That's part of the new routine we started last week. We should carry on here. You said something really nice last week, but I don't remember what it was. I don't remember if you wrote it down or not, so I can't really. <laughs> I definitely did not write it it's down. It's like we're stoned or something, man. This is all off off the cuff. So let, let's have a nice little toke, and then we can get into it. All right, here we, here we go. Damn. <coughs> it's 420 somewhere. <coughs> there we go. All right, so it was your it was your idea actually for the the opening segment. So I'm going to let you lead us in when you get done taking that second fantastic uh fantastic hook. I bet you're feeling Gelinade like a felonade. Gelinade like a felonade. Right now. All right, so for first topic this week, this is a show about getting stoned and watching and following basketball. So, <coughs> yeah. Um, for our first segment this week, I, I thought it would be a good idea to start going around the league and figuring out who we think are the biggest stoners on each team. And then you correctly pointed out, you know, before we were stoned, that there's like 30 teams and that would take a while. So I guess we're going to start with the uh, Pacific Division, as our notes say. And, uh, <laughs> and we'll look at the teams <laughs> in the Pacific. I can't believe it didn't correct that. I must have been stoned <laughs> while I was typing it. But, yeah, I figured they have your kings in there. It's out in California where, where it's all legal. And oh, yeah. I, I thought, what better place to start than the Pacific Division? So do you want to just start off with your kings? Yeah, I'll start with my Kings. Um, so I do kind of feel like um, this is a group of players who might largely be, if not straight edge, maybe close to it. I seem, I know we got some Christians and some good guys and some health nuts on this team. But, uh, oh, I'm sorry, you got somewhere to be? <laughs> I could still hear you. <laughs> My wife needed the card so we could order Papa John's. Oh. So I was throwing her the card while I was listening to you okay. go on about how you have a lot of a lot of Christians on your team. Yeah, so we've got Christians and it seems like do-gooder types. Um I I did come up with two names that that I think I think might might be on our hippie lettuce here. Um so the first one is soon to be ex King um Rashawn Holmes. Uh, he, he, I, I, I just, he just seems like a, like a, like a typical stoner to me. Uh, you know, nothing criminal or anything. It just, just seems like the kind of guy who, uh, probably did it casually in his youth. And now that he's got money, he probably does it whenever he wants. And, uh, yeah. So I'm going to say Rashawn Holmes is probably a stoner, but then I've got another name. 
on the Kings. He's kind of a straight edge type guy, but I have a feeling that behind closed doors, he might be kind of doing this, like using for medicinal purposes and stuff. Maybe, maybe he's even just hitting straight CBD, like for the anti-inflammation. But, uh, but, but I kind of have a feeling behind closed doors, this guy is like outspoken Christian, good dude, super character guy. But I got, I got a feeling, even if it's just for medicinal purposes, I got a feeling that Mr. Harrison Barnes is using, using some stuff. Well, for me, I went with Malik Monk. He, he's already been suspended for the anti-drug program. And oh, to me, yeah. I just think he comes off like a stoner, man. Um, so for me, on your team, I really think Malik Monk is the guy that when, when other players on the team just need to get a buzz, they're going, they're going to Malik. And he, he's the one that's got them covered. You make a great point, except my counter to that would be he's best friends with De'Aaron Fox, who I'm pretty sure is straight edge. That's the only thing. I mean, that's all right. It's le- just because you're straight edge doesn't mean your friends have to be. Just ask CM Punk. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good point. So, yeah, Malik Punk's a good one. All right, so the next team, uh, you want to do the Phoenix Suns? Let's just go backwards from the list. Okay. Um, for, for the Suns, this is another one. I, I, I don't think he's a stoner or anything, but I'm betting behind closed doors he's doing it medicinally. Um, I, I'm going to say Chris Paul. I, I don't think he's I don't think he's out there hanging with his boys rolling blunts and shit. But I wouldn't be surprised if after after a good workout session or after his lifts and maybe gets in the cryo tank for a while, I wouldn't be surprised if he's vaping or taking some uh, tincture or something like that. So I, I'm you, you think in between in between commercial takes, he's going off and taking a hit in between takes. Maybe I can see that. I, I went with the, I went with the layup in Kevin Durant. Like he he does oh, a lot okay. of weed stuff. He was high on Letterman. I'm pretty sure uh, not too long ago. He again, oh, he's definitely a guy who enjoys to to sit sit around and and pass one around while talking about sports, just like you and me. So we're we're all one in in that sense. Okay, I'll go next to the Clippers. Um, so the, so I came up with two names, one, maybe this is too obvious, but it seems like whichever Morris they got, it seems like, it seems like probably the Morris twins are probably both stoners and whichever one is currently on the Clippers, I'm guessing he's a stoner. Um, and then the, and then the other name, and, and I'm going to break out some different, different reasoning for this one. I, I got the name of somebody on this team who I think probably does it and not, not to get high and not for the medicinal benefits, but because he is such a go along and a people pleaser. And a, I bet I can just see that if he's in a room and his teammates are, are smoking, he's going to too. So based on just on court personality and what he says in interviews and on the court, I'm, I'm going to say that a person who probably doesn't even like it, but does it anyway, because of the crowd he's in is Paul George. I mean, he did, he did find a love for fishing in Oklahoma City. You've got to be high to do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I went with I went with his running mate Kawhi because the dude is always because he's injured all the time, back. and of course he's going to be using it for medicine. He's the most laid back all the time. Like you see him, he oh, doesn't yeah. react to things. Like he's sitting in the strip club, just <clears throat> he's sitting. 
I'm pretty sure uh, Burns pointed me to a uh, a clip of an announcer talking about Kawhi going crazy, and it panned to Kawhi, and he ha- he was stone faced. Wasn't he, no reaction at all, and I think that's just because he's high all the time. Nice. Okay, so then. All right. What what about the what about the Lakers, the team that <laughs> shares the the building, and this the one like... that was actually next on the list, but you just said I I don't want to yeah. listen to, to okay. Trey, and well, I'm going to skip around. Not only is this one a gimme, I'm pretty sure this guy is actually stoned during games, um, and, and that's going to be D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure not only is he a stoner, I'm pretty sure, he, like, come game time, he's lit most of the time. Well, I think he's passing it to AD because AD seems to be a step and a half behind everyone, including Jokic. So <laughs> I think he's just... I think he's just got that that THC delay, man. He's just got that. What's going on? Oh yeah, man. I got to get going. Like you know, he just takes a minute. He's he's got to react, dude. Yeah, he, and he's hurt all the time. Crushed, you know, he's always crushed, banged up. So he, he want you know he he always needs a little pick me up. So I went with AD. Um, how dare he be born in Chicago and claim to be a Packers fan? So he deserves nothing. All right, what about the Warriors? Well, <coughs> I think I'm thinking the same person that you wrote down, so I'll let you say it. It's pretty right? easy. I mean, it's, it's Clay. It Thompson. seems like it, right? It seems yeah, easy. Yeah, it's Clay. It's Clay. This was the <laughs> easiest of the choices, I think. And like D'Angelo, he's just the I'm most like, chill do. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's stoned during games either, but he is so cool. It doesn't matter. He's probably, and just talking about. He's probably the exact same guy when he's stoned and when he's sober, so, so you don't know anyway. Yeah, but just talking about weird Clay and just Clay being fantastic. I'm going to go watch the interview on the side of the road that he did about the <laughs> scaffolding when we get done doing this because that's just my – I love that about Clay Thompson. So, all right, we've ran through the Pacific Division. I don't know which one we're going to do next, but we'll figure that out probably the day If you're listening to the show, that's our if you're listening to the show, suggest in the comments what division we should do next. Well, Burns wants us to talk about LaMelo because, as you can see – he says Lomelo smokes a ton of weed. He believes. Uh, that seems like a safe bet. So, but, you know. <laughs> we might have to do that division next. But we have the Suns in this one. And to kind of keep the theme going, the next thing I wanted to talk about was the coaching carousel. We've got Adrian Griffin uh, getting hired in Milwaukee now. But we've got four like really top-tier name coaches that are free agents now. Um, Nick Nurse, Monty Williams, uh, Doc Rivers, and who's the other one? Mike uh, Budenholzer. I'm always forget, I always forget Coach Bud. Okay, but so we've got so those four. So I'd like to do Doc last. So pick pick somebody else, and we'll go first. On. All right, uh, let's do the easiest one. Nick Nurse. I I think it looks like he's going to go to the Suns. I think he's the biggest name that can get hired. And you know they like to make a splash. And I. I, I like the fit. I just it makes sense to me. What do you think about it? That totally makes sense to me. Um, I think so, something that's uh, worth worth noting in the case of all four of these guys, they all still have multiple years left on their contracts. So if any of them do decide not to work, they're getting paid anyway, and that's worth noting here. And the reason I bring that up is because I think Nick Nurse is actually going to be one of those guys. I think he's going to be cool taking a year off. And uh, and collecting his you know three point whatever million just to stay home and do nothing. So 
for this year, I think he's actually going to take a year what off. What if he gets offered more money by the Suns? No, no, I think he 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 absolutely could be talked into it. I I I, I just I'm thinking my. Let, let me finish here. He's going to take a year off. He's going to take a year off because I have a bigger theory here. I don't know anything. I obviously have no insider knowledge. I was just thinking about it and thinking about, you know, interviews with him and quotes and things. And it seems like perhaps deep down, he might love to be in a big city with a gigantic freaking salary coaching legends. And I, I'm just see, seeing into my stoned clouds here, but as I, you know, over the clouds, I predict Nick nurse will take a year off, stay home, collect this $3 million. And then next year after Darvin ham gets fired, he takes over the Lakers. Oh, you think he's going to take over the Lakers? That is a bold prediction and not, and one I didn't see coming. Um, and that is not I think Darvin ham. It's based on no actual evidence. Just It's accident. It's not based on any actual evidence. It's mostly based on just what I've seen and read of nurse in interviews. I just kind of, I just kind of see that he might, he, he might have, might be the kind of guy that would like to get to a big city and, and uh, feed off the attention and the money. So I thought, uh, I thought Darvin Ham did, did a good job. I thought you were going to go with the Clippers. I thought you were going with the other team in LA. You know, you you know, you you went with the Lakers. That that might actually be a better answer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, again, my answer was the Suns because I think it's yeah. just the most obvious looking one. Yeah, um, Clippers might actually make more sense than the Lakers now as you mention it, but but whatever. That's but what? So uh, what about what about the guy he would be replacing then? So where would Mon, what do you think Monty Williams ends up? So I happen to remember because one of my best friends and family, my uh, my uncle Chris, is a diehard Seventy Sixers fan. Um, I remember years back, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but uh, Daryl Morey spoke very highly of one Monty Williams. And being that there's an opening and he's available, um, I, I have a feeling that Morey still thinks that Monty Williams is a good guy and a good coach and a leader of men, I think, is the kind of thing he said before. So uh, it's, it seems like it's lined up. Uh, so I'm gonna say Monty goes to Philadelphia. Well, um, I'm right there with you on that one. I think Philadelphia. The Raptors were the other interesting one. Just after the uh, the Nick Nurse experience, I think they might be looking for someone who's a little more player friendly. And other than DeAndre Ayton, the players seem to love Monty Williams. So I thought maybe Raptors, but I think you're right on the 76ers. So yeah. if he goes to the 76ers and Nurse goes to the Suns. Does that just mean – oh, wait, you wanted to save Doc for last. So we'll yeah. save that in case that's the trifecta uh, triangle. But so what about Coach Bud? Because for me, I I think maybe – I know he's got a lot going on in his personal life. Maybe he takes a year off, and then he replaces Popovich in San Antonio. Or maybe even uh, works a year as an assistant, and you know, like a head coach in, in training type, you know. But I, I think maybe he goes to San Antonio to play with another athletic uh, foreign freak. He uh, he was once an assistant under Pop, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, I, I love that. That's freaking genius. That's a great pick, man. Good one. Outstanding. 
Well, what's yours? Or do you just not have one? And, and that's why no, you, so, no, so no, so for Budenholzer, um, he could take a year off. I could, I could absolutely see him on, on doing commentary for a year and double dipping, making two salaries. But I'm actually going to go with something else here. Um, I think he, uh, an, another prominent. I think soon to be head coach did this last year and it worked out for him. I think there is a certain assistant coaching job that he could go do for a year that would make him arguably the top coaching hire next year. Um, I'm going to say Budenholder spends a year as the right hand or second to right hand man for Steve Kerr and Golden State, like Kenny Atkinson did this year. And he is either Sometime soon, or one way or another. So, do you think soon. Atkinson gets a, a head coaching job this year, and that opens up quite, a slot? Quite possibly, and if not, for sure, for sure, for sure, next year. Um, so, for Budenholzer, um, it's just a hunch. Again, there's the Popovich connection with Kerr. Um, I, I just, uh, I, I, I think he'll go be on Steve Kerr's staff for a year, and then next summer he'll get off. He'll have probably his choice of jobs of, that are available. And uh, well, well, yeah, that's how I see it going for food. For food. What way to not way to not make a make a choice? So we'll just rock with my Spurs one. Then we'll we'll just but I'll let you jump on that bandwagon with me. Hey, I'm and, I'm saying he's going to be an assistant coach for the Warriors this year. That's, that's fair. Um, so what's your doc theory? You go ahead. I'm going to have one. Good, I'm going to have a good puff here, and then I, I'm going to and then I'm going to I gesticulate my opinion on that. I have. I wonder if Lamelo is going to be looking to get out in Charlotte, and Doc seems to be a fan, you know, a player favorite, and especially if Michael Jordan is still around. Maybe he he looks at Doc Rivers and brings him in to try and appease Lamelo and just kind of unite the, unite the team because they seem to have a lot of talent, but they they don't always play together. I'm sure Burns can attest to that. Uh, LaMelo likes to take some random shots, but when it, when it's working and it's flowing well, they're a really talented team, but, and I, and I think doc rivers could get a lot out of them just in the regular season. He's not a great, you know, we know he's not a great postseason coach. The Hornets, they just need to get back to being a postseason team. And Doc can get them to that step. So that's my pick is he ends up in Charlotte. Nice. I could definitely see that. So for Doc Rivers, i got two possibilities. One that I feel really strong about. Oh! Do you want to say... Ladies and gentlemen, before before I unleash the Doc Rivers theory, we have a, our first ever live viewer has commented during the oh, no, we've had we've had others um you just haven't been paying attention yeah there was this no, one earlier i thought that was you mess- oh see i thought that was just you messaging stuff to me no i must be on i must be on drugs but it is nice to hear from Ori and burns and to see you guys giving us compliments so Without further ado, let's get to this Doc Rivers theory he's okay, been going okay. towards. Well, it's, it's fitting that Ori is here right now because he's going to laugh his ass off in a second. So my my, my first possibility for where Doc Rivers goes, um, depending how the next day and couple of weeks goes for those Boston Celtics, couldn't, couldn't you just imagine Coach Joe Missoula getting fired and Doc returning back to lead to – lead to lead the Celtics team to a future of second round losses for the next decade. 
Can you not see that? Boston would they they would be so furious. You think? Oh yeah, he's got a ring, man. He brought you a ring. Yeah, and that, granted, and he should have brought you like three, but he brought you a ring. And the Celtics fans have been clowning Doc Rivers and his record in the postseason for years because of the Celtics 76ers rivalry. That's like, if, if it wasn't for that rivalry, I could see it maybe happening. But no, I uh, <laughs> I wish Caleb was here because I, I can imagine his reaction would be asking you what your address was so he could like come and find you just for putting that into existence. Well, just just so just to put it out there in the universe, if he does show up at my doorstep, I'm gonna get him so high he's gonna forget why he even showed up. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Now, so, now back to uh, Doc. Now I've got the real good stuff. You ready for this? I uh, actually yeah. do know where he's coaching next year. My uh, okay, I don't have inside sources, but there is a prominent, very very prominent future Hall of Fame center that needs a leader. There's a guy who's out there, not Joel Embiid. He's leaving. He's, he's leaving one Hall of Fame center. There's another one out there who needs him. There's a Hall of Fame center out there who needs a man with a championship experience. He's got the ring on his finger. Of course, I'm talking about Dwight Howard on the team, the Taiwan Leopards in China. Doc Rivers next year. That is that is where he will be coaching. Leading Doc Rivers back to the promised land of a title in China. That's just mean. But, um, yeah, I think Doc might be one of the most overrated coaches of all time. Uh, you think? I think, that's a, I think that think? is a very fair rating. And I would, I'd hate to say he's number one just off the cuff, but I don't know who else comes to mind for me. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say it. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and put it out there. Freaking Dwight is online tweeting, asking for more uh, NBA washouts and everything to come join him. W- what better NBA washout than Doc Rivers to join him, man? Oh, I, thank you. Thank you. That is a pretty good one. I I did not see that one coming either, and I, I really enjoyed it. What a, way, what a way to end that segment. So, all right. All right. So, the next thing we do, we do is the end of the show – we do a devil's advocate where something we we might believe a little bit, we might not, but we argue for it. This week, um, really, it's just that high schoolers don't belong in the NBA. With between all of the all of the prep leagues they have, with colleges being able to pay guys, uh, there were reports that Bronny had a had an eight figure deal at Oregon if he if he had went there. So it, that's more than the number one pick in the NBA. So clearly these guys can get paid going to college and it gives them a year, it gives these NBA teams a year to see them develop and make better decisions because we all know these GMs, they don't make the best choices. And I like them having that year to see them develop as long as they're able to get paid. And now seeing the, you know, this kind of money being thrown around. Uh, I'm all right with them being able to, you know, there's so many professional options coming out of high school now that I'm good with it. And part of the reason I'm good with it is because we have to accept it. Neither the the league or the players union 
want high schoolers coming into the league. The players union doesn't want it because it takes up jobs from veterans and the league doesn't want it because they want more scouting. So this is going to be the system. And I'm just, I'm glad that the college players have a chance to finally get paid for what they're doing. So that's my devil's advocate. High schoolers don't belong in the NBA. Well, I, I think you, you're definitely at least taking the unpopular opinion. Um, yeah, I guess my response or my comment on that, my kind of just the statement sums up my opinion on the issue entirely. And if there's one thing this week, I would love our listeners to remember it's this NBA owners cannot be trusted to act in their own best interest. They just can't. They're, they're, they're too stupid. I mean, they're, 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 they're geniuses. They got wealthy, but in some ways they're also really stupid. So my important note here is owners cannot be trusted to act in their own best interest. So I just think whatever is best for them and for the league, they'll fuck it up. Um, uh, that's, that's my take on it. I am excited for the, uh, the in season tournament next year. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So that that's something we can talk about on next week's episode because I didn't let you prep for it. Okay. But before we go, um, do you have a strain of the week? You know I do. And I, well, we'll, I had the thing ready, as right. you can see. On we'll the, we'll on see the if you were able to successfully do any of your homework because this time I did tell you in advance. I did tell you in advance what the name of the strain was and gave you an opportunity to come up with jokes. And from the look on your face, I'm guessing the homework did not happen. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, so obviously, uh, as always, until further notice, I'm still on the brand Americana because. It ain't broke, don't fix it or something. Um, and this week, this week's strain is one of my all time favorites. I hadn't had it in a few months, uh, and they had it back in stock last week when I when I re upped. So I got like four of these, so I'll be on this for a while. Uh, this week I'm on the Northern Lights. I did. I did. I remember you saying it now that I hear it, but it's just the classic. Like, and for me, it, it was so like 20 years ago, back when I'm in high school, people, when they get really good, when they, you would have weed that looked really good, they'd always say, Oh, this is Northern Lights, man. Cause that's what they would have in like the magazine. And it wouldn't look anything like what Northern Lights is. But right. that was what ever, that was what it was called. It was just like, that was Northern Lights. And so for me, that always brings back good memories of getting crappy weed. Well, in any event, it's Northern Lights. It's it's one of my favorite strains ever that I know of. Of course, back in the day, you know, you usually didn't even know what strain you were smoking. So I, I'm speaking, of course, of the modern era where you actually know what strain you have. So at least in the modern era, it's it's one of my two or three favorite strains and it's Northern lights. It's back in season, I guess. So I'm on it this week and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. And it's just as good as I remembered, except it makes me a little more groggy than I remembered. But, uh, that's but, just, you know. you're getting old and you get tired easier. Don't that's say that. that is. Don't say that. All right. So what do you got to plug before we get out of here? Cause I've got double or not AEW's double or nothing to watch. I'm buying it on pay-per-view. So Okay, so I, so I should definitely plug my book, Saving Sacramento, about the Sacramento Kings that you can't get anywhere, so deal with it. Um, but I wrote if it. Someone if someone finds it, reach out to us. Yes, if, if somebody actually has it or finds a place you can buy it, 
comment on it, we'll put you on the show. It's a promise. But uh, but yeah, I wrote it, so I'd still like credit for it. Thank you. Please and thank you. And um, and yeah, Hoop Social. Everybody there rocks. Yeah, definitely. Hoop Social. Uh, Hoop underscore social. And I'm Trey Hill. Have a good one.